Hello, everyone, and welcome into this latest Saving Grace Outreach podcast. Today, we are going to be discussing Jerry Nadler's latest comments concerning the will of God, and we are also going to be taking a look at the comments from Don Lemon, our modern-day theologian. He has had some late-breaking analysis for Christians all across the world. We are going to be taking a look at those comments and more today on the Saving Grace Outreach podcast. All right, so this is a story that took place a few weeks ago, and I've been hanging on to it waiting to do an episode like this. Uh, We had U.S. Representative Greg Scooby, uh, excuse me if I got the pronunciation of his name wrong, he's a Republican from Florida, and while the House was debating this latest Equality Act, it's a bill that is going through the House um, I believe the House passed it. It is like it's going to die in the Senate. It's not going to make it through the Senate. But Greg Stubbe was reading a passage from the Old Testament on the House floor during a debate for the uh, for the Equality Act. And Greg Stubbe, I'll even read the passage to you that he was reading on the House floor. He was reading out of Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter twenty-two, verse five. And Mr. Stubby read, A woman shall not wear men's clothing, nor shall a man put on women's clothing, for whoever does these things is an abomination to the Lord your God. And uh, Mr. Stubby was making the argument that this was not pertaining particularly to, to dress, or you could even say to drag, um, but it was it was pertaining to something even greater. I mean, to a degree, yes, to a degree, drag. Um but it was pertaining to people confusing their sexual identities and changing their sexual identities. And uh, Jerry Nadler, he is a leader within the, Dem- within the Democratic Party. He responded to Mr. Stubbe and said, quote, Mr. Stubbe, what any religious tradition ascribes as God's will is no concern of this Congress. What any religious tradition ascribes as God's will is no concern of this Congress. So Jerry Nadler has embraced the idea, he has said it on the House floor, that God's will does not matter. That anything that goes through our Congress, through our government, does not matter. God's will does not matter when we are passing bills, when we are thinking of laws. When we are creating laws to pass, God's will does not matter. Now, if you look at the laws that we've been passing, if you look at the moral direction of our Congress here of late, that's true. Congress has not given an ear to God's will for at least 40 to 50 years, I'd say. We have completely abandoned God's will. And at least, at least in Congress, we at least used to have people that would at least mention God's will, or they would say that they were an advocate for God's will. They wouldn't vote in that direction. They lied to us. 
But at least they said it, I guess, for theater. But we have reached a stage now to where we are openly denying it. We are denying God's will. And the ironic thing is that what sits atop the speaker's seat in the house are the words, in God we trust. Printed on our currency is, in God we trust. It's obvious that Mr. Nadler does not. And I just wanted to give us uh, just some quick scripture references here. Ephesians 5, uh, verse 17. Paul writes, So then do not do so then do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And really that's what this that's what this entire thing boils down to. This boils down to our societal denigration, a destruction of morals, pride within the hearts of men, thumbing our noses at God and saying, God's will doesn't matter. We don't need God's will. We don't have to follow God's will. We don't have to ascribe to it. We, we are better than God's will. We have better ideas than God's will. And we can decide for ourselves better than God can. That is what Mr. Nadler is saying. When we refuse to acknowledge God's will, we are setting ourselves up for failure. Because anything that is obtained and achieved outside of God's will will turn to ashes. Will fall apart. And as Paul says, do not be foolish. Do not be foolish because it is foolish. It is foolish to deny the will of God. It is foolish to push away the will of God. Psalm 119, 105, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And as we have mentioned in our previous videos, in our series, The Unshakable Word of God, of people wanting to push away and reject the Bible. It's supposed to be a lamp unto our feet, a light on our path. But it's of no concern to our modern culture. Proverbs 3, 5-6, through 6, Trust in the Lord God with all of your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. Acknowledge His ways always, and He will guide your path. We can't lean onto our own understanding and expect success. We cannot set our own will and our own path and expect success. And the reason that this is so troubling, and the reason that we should care about this, is because this is the leaders of our country. This is a leader in the majority party. The party that controls every single branch, besides the judicial branch, controls the House, the Senate, 
the presidency. They control all three of those bodies. And they aren't going to acknowledge the will of God. They are going to laugh at the will of God. They are going to thumb their noses at it with pride. And they are going to discredit anyone that tries to claim the will of God. This, this shows exactly what we read all throughout the Old Testament. With nations that view, and it's, that just, they deny the will of God. They refuse to acknowledge it. And as scripture says so many times, Everyone did what was right in their own eyes. That means that we are rejecting the will of God and we are doing what we think is right. And that is exactly the situation and that is exactly where we are in culture today. I want to bring us to another story. Um... Our modern-day theologian, Don Lemon, uh, a host on CNN, he was being interviewed after the, the Vatican made the announcement that they were not going to be blessing same-sex marriage. And uh, the Vatican gave some way on same-sex marriage, I remember, a few years ago. Uh, I don't particularly remember how they kind of gave way on that. I'm not sure how much of this is maybe a backtrack or if they're just saying that they are not going to fully bless it. Um, and I, I believe that the Pope says because um, God does not bless sin, so they do not bless sin either. Uh, a very surprising stance from the Vatican, given that the Vatican and, and Pope Francis has been so uh, progressive on many cultural issues and has uh, denied the, the Word of God and the, the key principles of Christianity so many times. Um, very surprising, um, very pleasing, and I'm very happy that the Pope came out and, and made this stance and, and stood strong on the Word of God. So props, props to him uh, for standing up for this and for standing strong. But uh, Don Lemon, who, who is uh, a homosexual man, he was interviewed on CNN for this. They wanted his analysis, um, even though I'm, I'm not very sure if Don Lemon has, has any, uh, any religious affiliation. Uh, an article from CBN, Christian Broadcast Network News, um, the headline is, Why do unbelievers bother distorting the Bible? That leads me to believe that Mr. Lemon uh, would be an unbeliever, not prescribed to any faith. But, uh, Mr. Lemon says, uh, quote, God is not about hindering people or even judging people. And obviously, uh, Don Lemon took a stance against homosexual, oh, for homosexuality, against 
the Vatican's ruling uh, because he himself is a homosexual. So he he had um, he he was against that. He said that God doesn't judge people, you know. So why why are we hindering people? That's Don Lemon's take. Why are we hindering people uh, with this idea of God? Hmm. God God isn't gonna stop people for their bad behavior. God isn't gonna judge people for their bad behavior. And this ties right back into that series that we had, the unshakable word of God, the importance of the Old Testament, when we discussed, yes, God does judge people. And he judged the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah for sexual sin, for sexual impurity. A large part of that sexual impurity was homosexuality. Now, there's a debate about that, and you know what? Scholars and, and people all within the church, that's going to be an issue that's going to rile people up, and we can debate that all day. But I can tell you that from the Word of God, homosexuality was taking place within that city. Homosexuality is a sin. God judges sin. So that is one of the reasons that Sodom and Gomorrah was judged. Now, why does Mr. Lemon feel as though he has to, to say this? He's an unbeliever. He has no religious affiliation. And yet he believes that he can make a scholarly viewpoint. He can be a modern theologian. He can come out and he can make these, these statements saying that God doesn't judge people. Well, it's obvious that he did not get past Genesis chapter 3. When God judged Adam and Eve and all of mankind for their sin, he appointed unto men one death, judgment for the sin of man. So, for a modern-day theologian, it's, it's clear that Mr. Lemon either did not do that extensive research into the Word of God, or he simply is a horrid interpreter of it. Uh, but continuing with Mr. Lemon, he, he he was in another interview. I'm not sure if this was the same interview or if it was another one, but Mr. Mr. Lemon was talking about Jesus, and he was telling uh, white Christians all across the nation to, to that we needed to understand that Jesus isn't white. I know. For, for those of you listening, you, you might even want to pause this podcast to take a second to absorb that information that Jesus isn't white. After seeing that clip with Mr. Lemon, it took me at least half of a day to process the idea that Jesus wasn't white. Of course he wasn't white. But Mr. Lemon goes even further. To say that that Jesus, he, he looked like a Muslim. And that's what Jesus looked like. Jesus looked like a Muslim. No, he didn't. That's an, that's an insult. That's an insult to our Savior. That's an insult to Christ. To say that he looks like a Muslim. Muslims didn't exist at that time. Islam 
didn't exist at that time. You know what Jesus looked like? Jesus looked like a Jewish man. He looked like a Jewish man. See, Islam and Muslims didn't exist. They didn't exist for another 2,000 years. When the oh great prophet Muhammad came. And trust me, we'll be talking about Muhammad in later series. And we'll be covering the Quran and all of the issues with it. Jesus did not look like a Muslim. He looked like a Jew. And what, what, what's amazing and what always amuses me so much is when a lot of times either people in the progressive church or even just liberals like Don Lemon have absolutely no religious affiliation. They like to, they feel like they blow Christians' minds because they say, well, you know, Jesus wasn't white. They act like the foundation of our faith is going to be rocked because Jesus isn't white. Because Jesus doesn't look like me, a white man. But that also stems from their racism. And yes, you'll hear me quite a few times argue against things being racist. Because I believe that we live in a very hypersensitive society. But in this case, it is. They believe, simply because we are Christians, that obviously we hate everyone around us. We're racist against everyone around us. And white Christians in particular hate everyone that isn't a white Christian. Well, that isn't true. I know that Jesus doesn't look like me. I know that to put it as Don Lemon said it, Jesus isn't a white, blonde hippie. That's foolish. That's a foolish idea. That's a foolish view. And really, it shows Mr. Lemon's ignorance on the issues of Scripture. It shows his ignorance on what Christians believe, on what the modern church believes and truthfully it shows and demonstrates that he should have absolutely no voice in this issue in this issue or at least if he does which I do believe in free speech I do believe that everyone has the right to an opinion then his opinion should be taken by well no one Hope you enjoyed this, running through some cultural issues. That's the three stories that I chose for us today uh, to cover. So with that, my name is Logan. Um, next week, we'll be starting an, a new series. We're going to be starting a series on the, in, on the immoral world. We're going to be talking about the immoral world that we live in. The immorality is taking place all around us. So I hope that you'll join us for that. My name is Logan. Thank you. This has been the Saving Grace Outreach Podcast. Want more content from Saving Grace Outreach? Be sure to go to our website to see our devotionals and apologetics articles. Also, be sure to check out our podcast on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public. Also, be sure to share this podcast with your friends and family. And finally, check us out on Instagram and give us a like and a follow. 
This has been the Saving Grace Outreach Podcast, a presentation from Saving Grace Outreach.